0: Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers! Welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with Toasty, my good pal, the most learned scholar on the continent. Toasty, how you doing, man? I'm a scholar now. Is that what it become? I mean, as you could be other things and a scholar. Like it doesn't mean that you can't be something else, right? Like you could be a witcher and a scholar. I'm sure there are plenty of witchers who are very learned on lots of things. They live a long time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's totally. That could be a thing. I'm cool with that. How's it going, sure. man? I'll do a thing. Uh, yeah, no, it's doing all right. I'm doing all right. Doing doing a okay. I hear very you had mild. a mild. What? I hear you had a crazy uh cyberpunked session i did well we can I talk did. about that later but yeah, yeah that's, i will later that sounds nuts um but hey we're we're back talking about the witcher we've been talking about a variety of different topics i think we're moving into a new land here a new location is that what we're talking about this week yeah yeah where are we going yeah we're going to Mahakam.
1: bless you <laughs> thank you but Mahakam. She <laughs> just keeps sneezing. No, Mahakam. That's the loop for the episode. That's, Thanks. The, that's the loop. That's the joke. Come back in 20 minutes. We'll still be doing it. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs>
0: Man, that's a, that's a dad joke. If I haven't, if I've ever heard one. Absolutely. Um, so, Absolutely. okay. So wait. So this is, uh, this is a home of a specific groups of people like this. We're not talking like manish people. We're not talking humans. We're not talking elves. Who lives in Mahakam? Um, a lot of a lot of things actually,
1: but it's most notably known for being the home of the dwarves.
0: It's dwarves. It's dwarves, we're going to the land of the dwarves, the land of I the know. dwarves, gnomes, halflings, and werebubs. Werebubs, yeah, yeah, you can't have a witcher game without a werebub, except for all of them. I guess there aren't any witchers. With werebubs Werebubs in them. But there should be. Yeah, there should be. Definitely. Witcher 4 get on it. Get on this. I want a character creator where I can choose which race I am, and I want werebub included. Be a werebub Witcher. Oh my god, that would be 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 amazing. That would be so interesting. That'd be great. That'd be great. Anyway, so okay, so let's get into this. Uh, what do we know about Mahakam, other than werebubs and dwarves and gnomes and halflings? Uh so so we know
1: we know quite a bit. Um so uh mahakam like all places is uh you know its own its own like nation mm-hmm. sort of kingdom kingdom nation uh something like state? that so yeah so it is uh it is an elective monarchy but considered a, a vassal state of temeria okay so, so it's it is-
0: like a kingdom. But with an elected king but it's not independent
1: no so i guess yeah the, the idea of being <laughs> that uh again same theme in the witcher where non-humans are inferior so it's kind mm-hmm. of like an owned place like i mean kind of like we see with like Do- how Dolblathana becomes a duchy to adern we have mahakam but it's kind of considered its own like separate kingdom still because it's like its own like named area rather than being a part of the
0: greater Tamaria, a region of Tamaria. this is like it, it most people consider this a separate like nation in its own way it just happens to be a vassal of another one yeah uh so the ruler of of mahakam is
1: uh the temerian monarchy um but it also has the the and they're like the over ruling leader right. but they also have a, a de facto leader in the elder of mahakam who's kind of like their that's the title king yeah like they're yeah. they're king of sorts essentially uh so yeah um
0: so yeah so yeah so So they don't have a king they've got an elder but they also have like uh it's it's a more complex government that than that because it's elected right it's not just there's the king and then there's like dukes and things like that there's actually like a like a ruling group as well
1: uh yeah so uh for for one uh the the elder of mahakam also known as the elder in chief um uh, or rarely, the headman of Mahakam. Which headman? And kind it of makes them sound—I don't mm. know—like an mm-hmm. executioner or
0: something. Yeah, I want to be. A, uh, I want to grow up and be a headman.
1: Yeah, is elected leader of all the dwarven clans who govern Mahakam, absolutely for life. So it's like a life-long term. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the kings of Tamari are officially titled lords of Mahakam, but this has practically no effect on the internal or foreign politics of the mountain realm so uh like i said kind of an overriding rulership but like they don't it's like separate they don't actually like rule it to doesn't actually rule it they kind of let them govern themselves they're but a vassal it's just right. like
0: they're independent they it, but they, right but they have to pay tribute to the ruling like historically a vassal state is independent as long as it, it continues to pay uh So I think usually it's a taxation thing. There's a certain amount of like also if the if the main state goes to war, it can call the vassal state to war. Also, there's -hmm. like some of that stuff going on usually. But it otherwise internal affairs are still maintained and managed by the actual kingdom itself.
1: Yeah. Uh, So for. The process of ascension on this uh like you said before there's a, ca- a council a ruling council um each dwarven clan is headed by its own elder or group of elders um all of whom are gathered in the clan council uh it can be assumed that the elder in chief is chosen by them hmm. uh it is currently unknown how the Mahakan gnomes participate in the election or if at all
0: uh like they're like the minority group among the minority group
1: yeah basically yeah Um, oh man but uh the elders rule over them is rather theoretical so it's not like it there's not a concrete idea of like how uh how the other like like smaller i guess or minority races that are also in mahakam are as um governed because it's mostly dwarves so you just look at like kind of the dwarven aspect of things right
0: i wonder if they just kind of follow the same laws and just aren't represented or if it's more of just a like eh, we let them do their thing they're not that important the dwarves are the majority we're the ones who really make the decisions i assume it's probably like they just kind of like
1: follow the same laws um yeah i don't I imagine that they're not like the dwarves aren't being deliberately cruel to the other races. Right. So, right. Cause I mean, they kind of get the same treatment, like a, mean, it's, a loose, it's entirely likely, but yeah. I find it. I don't think it, that's happening. Um, mm-hmm. the capital of Mahakam is Mount carbon, uh, or carbon I, I don't know if there's a different pronunciation there. It's just spelled like carbon. Um, and the official language is dwarvish gnomish and common speech so of course divorce d- divorce diverse <laughs> cultures i tried to combine those two words uh you know lead to like multiple different languages being what prominent here hard. words is hard you know i messed up so many words last Episode and you didn't I do that. Didn't hit at the button.
0: All. No, uh, But like I kind
1: of hopes you forgot about it, it was, entirely. It's time for. But a, I guess I was
0: wrong. It's time for a callback. Oh, you got carbon right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. uh
1: I I just thought this was funny. The diminum, uh you know what you would call a mahogany person, mm-hmm. a mahakam person, mahakam. <laughs> <laughs> Mahakaman.
0: Mahakaman. 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 Like, uh, yeah, I don't so know how to pronounce that I think maybe it's that Mahakaman. One's... Mahakaman. It sounds like a superhero. Mahakaman. Right? Mahakam. Like they're Superman. Mahakaman. Yeah, it still sounds like somebody's hacking something up. Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Currency is the Orin. Um, and the coat of arms is a crossed hammer and chisel on a yellow shield. Hmm, that makes sense. Hammer so. and chisel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: There yeah. was two different designs
1: just based purely on the
0: um, like- chat, chat is starting a, a trend. I think that every time you say Mahakam or Mahakaman, they're going to say, bless you. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. There was two different like kind of like designs in the coat of arms, one based on like the original like check drawing. Um, and then there was another one that was made that's kind of like represents the same, like, shape of like a dwarven shield mm-hmm. um
0: my cat is meowing so <laughs> it's only coming through a little bit it's really not a barely so there sorry. it's barely there this <laughs> this episode is off the rails way more than usual right from the beginning <laughs> oh um, man it's just but, been
1: those that kind of day tom we talked about this earlier it's, it's just, been a day. sometimes
0: it goes like that um, definitely- yeah uh, so okay so a hammer and, and chisel which makes sense <laughs> dwarves crafters on a yellow shield that's their color We've just got sound effects all over the place. This is great. Um, (laughs) Toasty's Toasty's kicking the cat out. Go away. Go away. Go away, cat. (laughs) All right. He's coming back. You guys can hear. I'm sure you can hear the door closing, too. Like the sound effects. We've got Foley work. What they don't know is that we're just on a soundstage and there's nothing actually going on here this is all a bit that we're doing yeah entirely yeah um
1: yeah so <laughs> moving on uh Mahakam is both a vast estate like we said before and the mountain range between the kingdoms of Tamaria, adern lyria and rivia uh
0: and sodden. and sodden wow so yeah, kind the of, surrounded of on those things.
1: all sides by like a big cluster of the northern kingdoms right um right
0: yeah and i don't actually i didn't i would i didn't bring up the map do you got the map i i don't I have, have it do uh, i don't have it ready. it's okay it's okay but um i would imagine being that close to all these different places and the fact that they're in the mountains then there's probably a lot of trade going on Hmm. for
1: sure uh, so uh It obviously is inhabited by the dwarves and gnomes, Havling, where where like we said before, um, is the biggest known exporter of iron and steel to the Northern kingdoms and Nilfgaard Mm. and many mines, foundries, forges, and ironworks are located there. Mahakam iron is famous for its quality and is considered to be the best in the world because it's made by dwarves. Yeah. I I mean, mean, that's kind of a theme you see in like, commonly in, in like fantasy settings right like all the silver and
0: iron is the strongest you, you know, know or it's up there it's it's either like the dwarves or the dwarves and the elves and they just have different methods that they do things and a different history to it or whatever but usually like it's not the humans it's the yeah. you know, dwarves are always known for their mining and their smithing mm-hmm. uh Aside from its iron,
1: Mahakam is famous for its weapons, especially guahirs forged using advanced gnomish technology. Um, Wow. And this thing, this thing is so weird. What is a guahir? It's like a sword.
0: It's like, oh, you know, the swords in the games that have like the hilt and then they have that little line that goes down like parallel with the hilt. Yeah. That's a guahir. It's a certain type of sword. Yeah. Um, and it, it can't, how do
1: you even think it's in, it is on the Witcher three. I was trying to think of it, although it has a different design in
0: the Witcher three. There's no like that weird, the little handle down is not there thing. Yeah. But it's still, uh, it's probably has something to do with the, the way the sword is made or, or something like that. Um, the splendish. OK, so it, according to the wiki, it says it's a splendid gnomish sword regarded as the best in the world. The gnomes had ceased production of these weapons more than 200 years before the events of the saga, like the Witcher stuff. Here's uh, were forged with dark iron. OK, so it is it is a very specific kind of material and way of making it, which mm-hmm. made the blades light and sharp as a razor. They were also characterized by their undulating edge and ray shagreen covered hilts. So, you know, the the swords you see in the games that don't have like straight edges, they've got those edges that kind of go back and forth slightly. These like these are here's and now that I see the name that I remember, like some of the items you actually get in the Witcher games are like it's either in the description or in the sword name.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Although the kings of Tamaria are titular lords of mahakam in practice its dwarves and gnomes keep the region largely autonomous as any foreign intervention would cause them to stop the supply shipments and flood the mines the real power lies in the hands of local clans governed by a chosen elder who rules absolutely for life during the reign of king fultus the position was held by a Bruver hoog Bruver hoog
0: i bet he talks <laughs> like that too no dwarven name if yeah. i've ever heard one. i'm a Bruger hoog I didn't even yeah. say it right that same time. Yeah. I just so committed to the accent too hard.
1: Yeah. So there's the reason that they don't like interfere is because the dwarves are like, okay, you want to mess with our stuff? We'll just flood the mines. You can never use them again. So it's yeah. like
0: a tenuous, like threatening relationship. You need more weapons for the war, I hear. Too bad the mines are flooded. Hmm, too bad we can't get any of this
1: material because you can no longer go down there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty that's pretty just pretty crazy but you know that sounds (laughs) dwarvish it sounds like a dwarf yeah it it sounds yes absolutely (laughs) apart from the rich minds and breathtaking so strongholds the enclave is famous for its ale festival of course of course of course uh i mean it's the realm of like dwarves and half of course they're going to be drinking all the time they serve them Uh, in pints Yeah, which takes place every 25 years and attracts thousands of participants from every part of the world This is the only occasion where the gates of Mahakam are open to everyone. When the festival is ended, no one can enter the enclave except with the permission of the elder in chief who usually gifts a visitor with
0: the leaden ring, which allows him to stay in Mahakam as long as he desires. Cool. So you got like a fancy, it's like having like a, like a pass when you go to a concert and you're like, I've got the backstage pass. I can go back here, but it's a ring. Hmm.
1: Yeah, Uh, every Mahogam law tradition and custom is contained within the Four Dwarves
0: Codex. Four dwarves, like codex, like constitution, kind of. Yeah, four like version. Yeah, four dwarves. I I wonder if that means like. Obviously, it's a reference to like before, like history, right? Like this Mm -hmm. is their log of everything. They got their own constitution. That's what I'm
1: assuming maybe who knows
0: yeah a lot of this stuff is like on the edge of the lore right because not so much of this stuff isn't a focus of any of the main stories they're just things that are just kind of side references yeah so we don't get like oh in this passage in the four dwarves codex blah 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 because we have an entire story talking about the dwarves political intrigue like that just doesn't happen in this universe at least not yet
1: (laughs) um a little a little something else about the the leaden ring. Um, the leaden ring was granted by Elder Bruverhoog uh, Bruver to King Demovan the Third of Adern 1250's circa when he managed to defuse King Fultus of Tameria from invading Mahakam, since the dwarves killed the tax collectors he sent in the enclave. Although the huh. soldiers could have never taken Mahakam's fortifications they would have surely organized punitive expeditions and pogroms the favorite word of the witcher universe mm-hmm. against all the other dwarves in the continent
0: um so. so they would have lashed out against other dwarves and that would have been an issue Basically. even if they couldn't have like how Mahakam. we see in the, the show or like the book i mean
1: as a result of like the scoyotel mm-hmm. like other elves start getting like killed or like imprisoned and stuff mm-hmm. as a result of like the actions of the school um yeah years later in 1267 during the second northern war and after the lyrian golpe uh demovan gave the lead ring to queen Meve of lyrian rivia which you know you know they were buddies uh who used it to enter in mahakam and ask Bruver hoog for reinforcement troops against <laughs> <laughs> bruver I'm, I'm, I'm having too much fun saying that word i yes. think
0: honestly um, it's, a yeah, so. it's a good name it's a good name it's a strong name it's a strong dwarfish name name. (laughs) absolutely Mm -hmm. all right well cool well this is this is interesting stuff what are we gonna talk about when we get back from the mid-break uh a little bit of history a little bit of uh inspiration for mahakam like references to other stuff inspiration yeah cool all right well don't go anywhere we're gonna thank our patrons we'll be right back very well Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, patrons, thank you for your support. All 12 of you, we've got 12 current patrons and two of you are higher vampires. Ben of Temeria and Bane, the hospital guy. Thank you so much for your support. We've got a number of lessons as well. And if you sign up at a tier four or higher, you we're welcome to join us on the patron episodes at the end of each month. We've got a few weeks before the next one comes up. Let's see. When is the next one? Today is Monday, the 15th, as we record this two weeks from now is the 29th. So you have still got time mm-hmm. to get in on that. Um, let's see any other patron news. We don't have any new patrons this week, but I will be, I'll be, we'll be working on some designs to roll out in the next few months for the second year of the stickers and t-shirts for tier three and tier four patrons. So those will be coming up before the end of the year. We're kind of, I don't know what two, three shirts into this year already. We're getting, I think we're getting close to the third one rolling out.
1: I think, yeah, I think only two have come out so yeah, far. So Brilliant. we're
0: getting close to the third one. The, the thing is with those shirts is that if you sign up within the first year and then you stay signed up, you'll get a shirt every three months and you'll make it through the first year of shirts. If you sign up into the first year, you get the first year of shirts. But then once the second year of shirts start, you start getting second year shirts also. So you can actually double up. So. If you do, if you sign up now, you'll get both first year and second year shirts. If you sign up after the first year ends, then you're never going to be able to get the first year shirts again. So if you're interested in what that stuff is, go to patreon.com slash Witcher Lorecast. There are a bunch of posts with our episodes and things because people get. Ad free episodes episodes early that kind of stuff. But if you scroll down enough, you'll see images of the shirts or just click on like image. I think you can filter by image and then you'll see the post with the shirt pictures Um, and stickers for tier three also. So go check that stuff out. I think they're really cool. I wish uh, Toasty and I could have one, but they're only for patrons. They're never going to be sold anywhere else. So they're just for you guys. So there you go. Um, Also, we don't have any new ratings or reviews, but we'd really, really appreciate if somebody would leave one a we have get some ratings in. But if you leave a five star rating and a review and add some words on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. You can also leave one uh, a rating on Spotify. And other than that, just tell your friends, please help share the show. This show exists because of you guys and your support. And we really appreciate it. So that's all we got for the mid at three hundred. On Spotify, actually, you know, 300 to 300, 300, man. You guys are awesome. Like we get so many ratings, but so few actual reviews, you know, so few people actually put in words. So, I mean, you could leave a review that says this podcast is awesome and then make an inside joke about something on the show. We'll still read it out. It'll be awesome. Say bless you. The next next you.
1: to make do an iTunes review. Just write. Just write. Bless you. That's
0: it. Just do that. Dear Toasty, Mahakam. Bless you. Yep. That's it. Yep. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the middle of the show. Let's get back to the rest of the episode. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right. Yeah. Or gazoom tight or prosit. Wireless says in Danish, the word prosit. That's fine too. You know, any of those things are did I didn't will work. know it. I didn't know that I either a new word. That's cool. That's why you tune into this show to learn words from other languages. Yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want. That's that's <laughs> why we're here. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so let's talk history. What's, what's, uh, uh, we've talked about the current events where things are currently. I'm sure there's a lot more going on here than just that. So honestly, honestly, or do we just not, not know that much? much. There, we don't
1: know much uh you know because we don't really go we, we everything we get is like kind of like references mm. like little bits of information here and there kind of allow us to like piece together you know the structure how things work out you know a couple of things um so you know the few things we do know um that by the time of the 13th century mahakam was overgrown in the mountains full of werbubs. werebubs so many werebubs everywhere Which,
0: you know, that sounds like a great time to me, honestly. You know, I feel like calling somebody Bub is kind of a term of endearment. Hey, Bub. You know, like. I feel like I've heard you say that before, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like at some point in my life, there were, I was around people who used Bub as like a sibling thing for like brother. Like somewhere brother turned into bro turned into bra, Bub. I don't know. Like there's some sort of evolution there. I don't know. And so, like, like, your bubby is your is your brother and you love him. My them. bubby? Yeah, your bubby. Yeah. Yeah, you're my bub. Hey, bubby. Hey, bubby. Yeah, so it's like a term of endearment. So a were-bub would be somebody who turns into your brother on a full moon.
1: I... Either that or, like... I don't know why like i mean you say bro like it's another term for bro now i'm just imagining like uh an entire culture of like people that turn into like frat boys yeah bro dudes on yeah. a full moon yeah they just turn in like bro dudes
0: yeah well that, that's not nearly as appealing or cute it's really not that sounds that's, like that's, a terrifying
1: nightmare yeah honestly. that sounds really
0: douchey <laughs> that doesn't
1: sound good at all uh, but other than that um uh, in 1263 following the first northern war a great amount of cheap enough guardian goods started to flow through mahakam into samaria greatly affecting the kingdom's economy king faltus of Samaria knew he couldn't shut the borders to mahakam as it would cause a great outcry from the merchants guild and severely affect trade relations
0: right, that's part of um, it sounds like a lot like what we talked about before where like it's gonna have effects on other things so i guess we can't do that yeah
1: i'm mean, kind of like i feel I, I can't think exact times but i feel like we see that kind of to an extent of like seeing like the down or the decline in like Tamaria's economy specifically mm-hmm. so like uh geez but that's also just kind of because or war, war kind of does that as far as like uh you know spending all your money on your military who's just getting swamped by Guardian troops because there's way too many of them
0: yeah that's true that's true um, that's true yeah so what about this uh like inspiration from other sources where do we know about this uh, so
1: Mahakam uh is possibly or likely a reference to Mirkheim which is another name for Nidavellir, uh the home of the dwarves in Norse mythology oh um, and I'm sure to probably a lot of people natively Nid, Nid sounds familiar um from uh what
0: adventures infinity war I believe that's when they go there oh okay um, yeah 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 I was thinking yeah. um god of War I think god of War that, has that like a dwarven realm that's named something similar because it plays yeah, off I've of all the Norse stuff. Wars, so I don't know yeah yeah, but, yeah it's great it's a great game uh but that's what I hear yeah I bet you would really like it be yeah, probably uh you know there's so many video games that
1: i need to play someday <laughs> but so like <laughs> it's just not enough time in the world to play all the video games um so uh one of the nine realms in norse mythology Nidavellir, was home of the dwarves or black elves mm-hmm. um a cavernous subterranean realm, Nidavellir, was said to be located in the north, presumably a reference to its position on Yggdrasil, the world tree. Yeah. However, and this is another name for Nidovalir, Sv- uh was probably located among the roots of the tree rather than the branches. Um, because in Norse mythology, the direction of north was typically described or, or Typically synonymous with the direction
0: downward. Weird. Because south okay. was considered the direction closest to the sun. Right. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because if you, especially if you live in a climate like northern Europe, then anything more north is going to be significantly colder and anything more south is going to be significantly warmer. So warmer, getting closer to the sun, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And so it was, uh, it was described as being north of Midgard. So downwards of of Midgard mm-hmm. uh, also literally- the, the uh, path of the Sun in the sky would lead you to want to go south to get to the Sun because the so- Sun would be lower on the southern hemisphere as it goes through the sky because the Sun is like at the equator would be mid cycle like it would be directly overhead right so if you move north then the path of the Sun would always be more on the southern half of the hemisphere does that make sense Oh, the sun okay. would always be south of you in some relation. Okay. My
1: my brain's trying to mentally map that. Yeah, just so like in winter, if
0: you're at a very, very high uh, longitude, in winter, the sun would peak over the southern horizon and then go back down as the days got really, really short. So the sun would look like it's south of you. Fair enough. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um
1: Geez, where was I at? I lose my place.
0: Uh, we were talking uh, about... Midler,
1: yeah, yeah. Midler was largely composed of mines and workshops. Sound familiar? Uh, where the crafty dwarves fashioned wares regarded as the best in the nine realms. Ah. Uh, in the works of... Snorri Sturluson the region <laughs> was sometimes referred to uh, yeah, as Svartalheim that's what my uh, wife calls me when I'm
0: uh when she can't sleep Snorri Sturluson yeah because I'm snoring too much um Snorri Snoreson stop it I can't oh sleep here uh
1: you know and I'm just gonna apologize ahead to uh, uh one of our patrons um who you know is real big I know he gets like a lot of heritage uh rooted in um kind of like the nordic stuff so whenever i butcher these words please forgive because i'm going to <laughs> yeah you can it's even write in
0: with a pronunciation corrections so we'll send them oh, better that would also be nice that would be that'd be, that'd
1: be huge um so uh, rarely mentioned in norse sources which I, it's interesting that it's rarely mentioned because
0: uh mahakam is rarely mentioned in yeah The Witcher. Yeah. Dwarves often. um, And this goes all the way back to Tolkien's work. Dwarves were seen as a like a very uh, limited race when it came to the numbers of individuals. They uh, like in The Hobbit. They've lost their home. They're nomadic because of that. Like they're often seen as outsiders. And that was a big influence in Tolkien's work, but it seems like dwarves, even going back to North mythology, were considered to be more like outsiders, a minority. So Mm -hmm. you don't get as many stories about them because they don't come from them.
1: And imagine like, even in a sense, like, I I guess he doesn't exactly explain it properly in mythology, but like in terms of like seeing it and other things of like, you know, they're not as seen specifically just due to like their lifestyle, like, you know, mining being kind of like, or, you know, on the tree of life being at like the roots as living underground, to, like, every other yeah. realm being in amongst the branches of the trunk. So like literally being out of sight. Um, but, uh, Nidavellir is a realm, uh, yeah, is a realm that remains shrouded in mystery. The Voluspa, Something like that of the poetic Edda alluded to the realm tying it to the mythical dwarf Sindri and mineral wealth. Um the little but northward a hall in Nidavlier of gold there rose for Sindri's race. Um Mm -hmm. so like very small reference, obviously two lines here. Um on several occasions, natively served as a setting for the mythic exploits of Norse heroes. In one popular myth, it was the site of the forging of Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Uh, yep. Yeah. uh The story of its creation, told in star listens Here we so, go. You want to try say that word? Uh, you want to try say, uh, say the word.
0: Here, t- here we go. Ready? Here, here it comes. <laughs> We go uh scald Skald mall scald scabar mall yeah it's, it's it's a big word um, i just americanized that to hell yeah scald uh, scapper mall of the
1: the prose edda was a classic in norse tradition as well as the story Uh, And this is actually leads to that same story um, of Loki cutting off Sif's hair Uh and then traveling to Nidavellir and taunting the finest metalsmiths uh, broker and sentry into crafting wonderful things because he dared them that they couldn't uh, craft something as fine as Sif's hair. And Hmm. they decided to prove him wrong. Uh, And they ended up crafting quite a few things, including uh, Sif's replacement hair and
0: hammer, Mjolnir. Wow, that's cool. So you get a, a magic, a cool, badass magic hammer, and Sif gets new hair. Sif gets new hair, dude. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So it seems like there's just not a ton we know, but the things that we do know are pretty cool, and they come from mm-hmm. some really cool sources. So that's pretty neat. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the dwarves when they show up in the stories are always entertaining right like any of the any of the main dwarves that we know are always like oh yeah yes good oh yeah (laughs) woohoo dwarves dwarves are back yeah they don't really like
1: we don't see them like they don't it's not a serious like aspect really like we see like 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 kind of like i mean in the show i mean that's comic relief like a hundred percent like sure, the way they like sure obviously they're very like they do do a good job we see like how formidable they are and uh-huh. how like deadly they can be like, when they're in a group and yeah yeah uh, and and you know yeah they're, they're very brave and like headstrong um and like I think this I mean we generally see that like tons of fantasy settings like you know they kind of like the same kind of like presentation of them Mm -hmm. um but then you know of course they're always like drinking you know just being around being kind of
0: silly or whatever rambunctious Um, a little bit kind of you know not as proper as like the other cultures would want them to be but I
1: mean like in in terms of like the the setting of the Witcher I kind of I think it's like a valuable thing Cause like we see like so many horrible aspects and like, I don't think like I can't, and and I'm sure there are instances because, you know, this is just how witchers are. They always encounter the stuff, but like the stuff we see primarily is like, I mean, uh, they don't like have like, they're not as judgmental. Like the dwarves aren't as judgmental as, um, like you know humans or even elves and like they can see they can obviously like assimilate into society because like we see dwarves living amongst humans living in cities making money owning extensive businesses like the bank of novograd or whatever yeah yeah. i mean that dude whole yeah he he runs an entire bank right um right and like so they obviously like they can still thrive in the setting of the witcher um amongst like any race really
0: well i mean, I mean, mean it just it just goes to show how hardy they are but the, like like you said it doesn't seem like they have that same sense of like well we should be on top and everyone else should be below us the way that like humans do or or even some of the elves for that matter i mean <laughs> with the, we definitely talked about some elves last week that have that kind of mentality yeah elves yeah
1: so a lot of the elves especially the a&l have that same mentality of like we are superior right like the dwarves are just like let us live let's do our thing stop bothering us you know yeah basically but i mean that's like a it obviously works out for them because they're able to like just live and it you know and we see like in examples with like Geralt, i mean like how good i would i would say like he kind of gets to a point where he's like we don't see it as much in the show they haven't like expounded on as much but like yeah gets along really well with like Yarp and
0: Ziggren. Yeah. We see in the games, he's like best friends with Zoltan Shive. And every time Zoltan shows up, it's, I've always found it both like there's some comedy, but there's also some poignancy to it at the same time. It's this nice mix of like important stuff, but eh, something kind of funny is going on, you know, like (laughs) there's a little bit yeah. of that you know and like Zoltan's like
1: a very like steadfast friend too like yeah, he's loyal right to Geralt and like that's that's just that's extremely valuable I think and like just the setting where it's like oh everyone's against us all the time yeah i just having like a minority race prove kind of the opposite because mm-hmm. like they just they can kind of get along and they don't like judge people for
0: the same things that everyone's probably judging them for silently so yeah it's true that's true we should do we should do some uh, character studies at some point i know we've got so many different things that we can cover but character yeah. studies on some of these uh like the main dwarves in the show or the, mm-hmm. the show the book the game um but yeah that would be cool might but, just dude i mean we can do that mm-hmm. We probably do that yeah it makes sense mm kind of neat to get in there and really discuss these things but yeah this is a fun episode this is, this is some cool stuff so um what do you think we're gonna do next week you think we'll do more dwarf stuff i think we're talking about more dwarf stuff i mean when you talk about dwarves in general mm-hmm. um you
1: know maybe mention some of the other because i doubt that there's a lot of information about like gnomes halflings and weremubs yeah we only um, get so much so. about
0: dwarves and even the others are way less than that yeah, I mean they're just mentioned. So mm-hmm.
1: um yeah. But we know that like the dwarves were here first. So some interesting
0: details there that uh be cool to look into. So yeah. Talking so yeah. about dwarves. Yeah. Sounds I'm good. Sounds good. Well, before we head out, you got I know we, we talked about cyberpunk and how you've been having a lot of fun doing your doing your uh, cyberpunk sessions. Yeah. Uh
1: for that show. We got, I think Cyberpunk, they got their Cyberpunk Apostrophe D, uh we got two episodes now for season two. Um, we have a lot more recorded. Uh, we're doing Patreon exclusive stuff. Uh, so, you know, if you like listening to like actual play stuff, um, we're doing some, some more stuff just for the patrons. So go check it out. Um, uh, I, I, just because she's my beastie and I got to shout her out too. Um, genesis uh, over at two girls one ship their most recent episode was on witcher one romances nice. uh tris and shani um as well as talking about the really poor system of <laughs> witcher sex cards <laughs> uh, from the, the first the,
0: game from the one yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah so um you know if you want to go check that out listen to it um <laughs> ben of Tamaria, he has, he's, he's on there uh talking about Triss. um and Todd, dude, I listened to that episode was really funny. Nice. <laughs> because Vervada got so angry when she found out how Triss really is. And I was oh. just loving it. Oh. I was loving it because I was like, oh, man, someone else hating on Triss? Wow. I'm going to sit here and enjoy this. So
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, go so. check out Two Girls, One Ship okay. on the Robots okay. Radio Network. If you need links and things, just go to robotsradio.net you can find yep. all that stuff. There. Uh, and of course, uh, follow the Twitter, which will yeah, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm focusing on streaming more lately. So twitch.tv slash robots radio. I've moved everything back over to Twitch. I tried doing this whole multi-stream thing. I think it just confused people. So <laughs> everything's back on Twitch. Uh, you may already be following the channel. If you're not drop me a follow, come join me during the days. I'll be playing games. I did install a mod. I was telling you, I was telling uh, Ben about this too. Um, for the Witcher three that works for first person mode instead of third person. You put, you put that in the, the, the Witcher Lorecast chat, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, like so
0: there's a link yeah. in the discord if, if you wanna try this out. It takes a little bit to get it installed. There's some other mods you have to install with it. There's some manual stuff that you have to do. It doesn't. It's not one of those things where you could just use a mod installer and make it all work. But it took me, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of working on the installation and then it just worked. So as long as you follow the instructions on the site it'll just work but it is awesome I loaded into like one of my high level characters um, how does it how does like look like that's because of my question is like how does like the sword place yeah the spinning and stuff okay so one of the things it does is it keeps your view forward even when Geralt is like pirouetting which is the word okay. they use in the book for it right but so like if you're doing a swing of the sword and you swing around a second time it just keeps your view forward so it steadies your head so from your perspective, it looks like you just see the sword come in front of you twice. But if you were to okay. zoom out, it would look like Geralt was spinning. Um, Can you switch back and forth? Or is this mod permanently, no, lock you? It's okay. permanently locked in? Even when you ride on a horse, Wait. like you see the head of the horse in front of you and you ride around like roaches it, right there. Right. Does it feel more immersive that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I did was I installed a like a high quality texture mod with it. So the game was designed, you know, years ago now. And the texture quality is pretty low in comparison. But you're also zoomed out in third person. So you don't really notice it as much when you're up Mm -hmm. close in first person. You walk up to like a stack of wood or something and it looks like, I don't know, World of Warcraft 2004 texture in front of your face. It's a little bit Mm. weird. So you just i mean it's real easy to install one of those mods you could just use a mod downloader like vortex or something install that and then now everything's like 4k textures i think um yeah so like up close everything still looks good so it's kind of send me that both both of those links so that i can try it out yeah I'm, i'm curious it's cool it's cool so i'm thinking about streaming some of that stuff um for you guys to check that out it's i don't know it's pretty neat you walk into like a a bar, a tavern, and like everyone's sitting at the tables, and there's a bartender behind the thing. You're not looking down on it through the top of the roof or anything, so it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, go check that stuff out. But come join me. I'm, I'm trying to spend more time with the community and chat with you guys and be a little bit more social. So this is a wonderful way. If there's, if you've ever felt like just shooting me a note, I try to handle private messages and stuff, but this is actually a better way for me to be able to talk with you. So if you've got a question, just jump in my stream. I'm happy to chat with you about the Witcher or, or whatever. So that's what I got going on. Um, we'll see you guys next week. We've got the Mass Effect lore cast coming up in about 45 minutes. So if you'd like to pop back in here for that, for the live stream, you're welcome to do that as well. We'll see you around, but until next time,
1: stay safe on the path.
0: We'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net.